This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello and welcome to MS Momentum, the radio show for people with MS, their families and supporters. I'm Valerie, the field officer, and our special guest is Andrew from Dunedin Budget Advice Service. Hello and welcome, Andrew. We talked on the last show about budgeting for Christmas. On this, the second part, I thought we could just talk about everyday budgeting. Thanks, Valerie, <laughs> and thanks for having me back. It's um, been my pleasure, and we had a good old netter last time. We did, didn't we? So we even sure lost the music, so we're going to get it in today, this time. <laughs> okay. So we talked about last time how DBAS has been around for 50 years. Yep. Next year in 2022. It's yep. quite a long time. It is. So do people come to you just when they are in crisis or for... So they, they often do. Yeah. So something's like they've been rung by a debt collector or someone oh, wants to repossess something oh. or the power's about to get switched off. So we get quite a bit of that sort of thing. Nice. But we also get people who just want some advice about something, just mm-hmm. plain information, or people who are planning for a change, like they're uh, thinking about going flatting or... <laughs> oh, right. Okay, um, so that's a, a younger cohort? Yep, younger oh, that's ones. Good. Or maybe um, they're going to shift and they're just wanting some advice around what their budget may look like. Oh, okay. Well, that's really good, isn't it, that you're getting those people that are coming in that are wanting... And that's actually about budgeting. It's not yeah, so yeah. much dealing with a crisis. It's more, yeah, it is budgeting, isn't it? Um, a lot of what we do isn't so much just around budgeting. It's, mm. I know our name says that, but we're, we're there often for when people are in crisis. So yeah. we're aware of a lot of other support in the community, but we are also just a, a good source of advice. So, Yep. Yeah. So we can always do things better. And what would be the one thing that you... One thing that you most advise people to do differently when they come to you? Is it something different or is it...? Um, well, often it is different and my piece, of, main piece of advice would actually be keeping track of income and expenditure because right. most people we talk to have no idea what actually comes in and what goes out. So actually just keeping track of that and getting an understanding of it mm. so that you can monitor the ups and the downs is really important. It's quite yeah, and it's a really basic skill that I think a lot of us don't actually have. So we're often aware of like maybe how much comes in every week. Yeah, and then we're aware of the weekly outgoings. Mm. So maybe that's rent, groceries, bit of petrol, power, basic stuff, basic essentials. Yeah, <clears throat> but then you just said power. So power, power's often billed monthly. Mm. So we're less, we're thinking less about that. Things like a warrant of fitness, nice. maybe you need two a year, so every six months, and then often when you go to get your warrant and you have to get some work, work done, done on the car. Yeah. Mm. Um, last show we were talking about Christmas. You're often not thinking about that. You're just thinking about your weekly. Yeah, this is true, yep. So actually just keeping a track of what your income and your expenses actually are can be a really good starting point. 
So it's my top piece of advice. As, as finding out what's coming, you're keeping a, a note of income and expenditure. Because often another thing is like the way, so if you were a superannuitant, so mm. I don't know if how many of your service users are, but... Significant number. So they get paid fortnightly. Yeah, I see you budget the fortnightly. So the, you're thinking that way, but so sometimes you may have fortnightly income, but then you also might be getting some weekly income. Or mm. um, people who receive child support often they get it monthly. So there's different streams, things of income mm. that you need to keep track of as well, which is quite hard to keep track of unless you're actually on top of the numbers. Yeah, and I um, I came to you and asked you a question a while ago about how much it costs to run a car. You did. Because my child decided he wanted a car, so yes. he wanted to start saving. <laughs> so I came to you and you said to me that before a car even gets on the road... Before you turn the key. Before you turn the key, it's 20 to $30 a week that you need to be putting away for the vehicle. That's right. So my son was horrified. He's, <laughs> got, he's gone off. He's like, right, okay, so I'd need quite a lot of money. So that's plus petrol. Plus yeah. petrol. And then I said, okay, so that's your insurances and your warrants and all the other things. So he's actually taken that into account when he's looking at his savings towards getting a car. So Excellent. instead of buying a $7,000 car, he'd put away a $3,000 car. <laughs> He has none of that money. I wonder why, why he'd <laughs> stop talking to me. <laughs> but it's things like that. It's actually because that made me think. Yep. You know, like the work, I have a work car, so I don't run my car very often. But I'm thinking it still costs money yep. to get there, and the warrants and the certain whether you do all those sorts of things and put money aside. So it shows you what that's actually saving you, having a work vehicle. So. Yeah, I just sort of took it for granted. Actually, it's a good little perk. It is quite a good little work. (laughs) And it's a very nice work car, to be fair. Good. (laughs) It's also very economical. Good. Mm. So these days there are many ads and resources around how we can all budget better. Do you think this can put too much pressure on people that that sometimes it's unrealistic? Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. (laughs) I I struggle. So in our... Last show together. Mm. So I was talking about how hard it is to save. Yeah. Especially on, a, on, a budget, on, on, on a low wage. wages. Yeah. And a lot of people are on those low wages. So it is really difficult to save. And you have things like the Commission for Financial Capability telling you how much you need to put aside for retirement, retirement. and all of these things. But to actually do that is. A big ask. It is, and you've got to be able to... Like, I, in, in preparation for this, I was Googling some budgeting tips, and, cool. I, and I came up with some... I'm proud of you. ...budgeting <laughs> tips that I just was making me quite grumpy in the office, to be fair, because yep. it was like, you need to have another income stream. And I'm like, right, okay, what if you don't have another income stream? Yep. And you need to cut down the essentials. And I'm like, what if you already cut down the essentials and you can't go any further? Yep. So saving... <sighs> Trying to live uh, a frugal life, and I'm for and then I thought about it. I thought, okay, this woman's talking about living on one income. So it's interesting if if they actually said it cut down on the essentials, because to my mind, essentials are essential. Yes, yes, you would and, think, and they cost what they cost, mm. and they need paid. They do, but they were talking around food, and I thought, well, people having having been on a benefit and things previously, that people on a benefit, food is the thing that goes first. 
because yeah. it's the most variable. And yeah. actually, you, I don't think you can save on food. Which is a big part of what we do, and we see exactly that all the time. So food comes last, oh, no. whereas food is an essential. Mm. We need we need to eat good food to look after ourselves so that we are healthy and we are making good decisions. Yes, that's, ve- yeah, that's very true. So if you're eating very poor food and high sugar mm. and... Easy. You know, if it's two-minute noodles and hot chips at the chippy shop, and yes, you can do that and fill yourself up. It's not particularly good for you. But it's not very good for you, and actually it does have long-term consequences. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, things like having a veggie garden, but that's, that's not for everyone. Or no. Do they have the space, or are they oh, able to? Well, that's quite a lot of resources. On a veg- I mean, a veggie garden, it's, oh, I have a veggie garden, but yeah. actually it's quite a lot of resource. And it does cost. Yeah, and it do- absolutely, and I think that's the thing that gets forgotten, is actually it does cost to set your veggie garden up. I do think things like community gardens are great. Mm. So for a little bit of time spent, so you go and volunteer at the community garden. There's some great ones around, and actually. you can help out, and you can take home some veg. It's a pretty cool idea. And there's some community pantries popping up around the place as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. A few of them around. And I think... Like I, when I used to garden, I would give it away to the neighbours because you always grow too much. You do. So you, f- you find someone who's gardening, it's great. Um, so things like, I mean, I guess cutting back on essential bills so you can make sure you're um, with the with a, a good value energy su- electricity supplier. Yeah. So if you go to powerswitch.org.nz, mm. you can compare all the the main electricity retailers and make sure that your company is at the lower end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, and things like Cozy Home as well. Cozy Homes, they, they the DCC, have, they have in-home assessments. Yep. So you can contact them and someone will actually come out to your home and just like look at your curtains, make sure you've got good curtains. I think there's curtain banks. So there's, there's ways and means, isn't yeah. there, of assessing stuff. So there are, are things that you can do, absolutely, but you need to make sure that you are getting the essentials. We all need a roof over our head. We need to be warm, clothed, fed. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's quite, yeah. Don't, just... don't put off going to the doctor because, you know. <laughs> well, I have a lot of my clients will actually put money towards, uh, like five bucks a week towards yep. the doctor so Great. that they can go when they need to go, which I think is, is a pretty Excellent. good idea, actually. Excellent. Because in, and with Countdown having free prescriptions, I advise quite a lot of people to go there rather yep. than pay the five bucks because it's still five dollars. Five dollars is five dollars. Exactly. Yep. Um, do you run any class, any budgeting classes within the community? We've done the odd one, um, but the sort of service we provide is more one to one or yep. with a family, with a couple. Um, so we're actually dealing with specific issues rather yeah. than just giving general, general. advice. Um, I guess our community outreach is through things like this. Yep, which the is radio. good. Um, and actually even people know that you're a free service, available for everybody. Free, would, confidential. Yep. Yep. Which is great. Yep. And I, I, and I think we could all learn useful things. Hmm. Okay, you can listen to this and other podcasts via oar.org.nz. Andrew has chosen for his musical choice, Van Morrison and Them, 
Baby, please don't go. 1964. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why did you pick this place, Andrew? Oh, I've always been uh, a keen guitar player. Oh, right. And listener. Yeah. And I just, I've always liked that sort of earlier Van Morrison, and particularly that song. It's just mm. really catchy guitar, and I like the way the guitar starts talking to you. Yes. So it's, it's very cool. It does. <laughs> very cool piece of music. and them, Baby Please Don't Go and that was the musical choice of Andrew from Dunedin Budget Advice Service so Andrew, what does motivate you in the role of, what do you call yourself your manager of manager, DBs? probably I hate that name <laughs> but You don't like executive obviously <laughs> so I, I do, I guess uh, help with, or look after the day to day running of the, the service Yeah <laughs> A big chunk of what I do is actually working with clients, and that's the part I really enjoy. Yep. Yeah. Um, basically, I've always been interested in social justice and, um, I don't know, looking after the, the more disadvantaged people in our society 
and when this role came along, we fell in love with each other. Nice, <laughs> nice. I, be, I came from sort of a administration background before I did this. Oh, right. Which was... Um, Very not I didn't peopling. even know about this world, to be honest. Oh, d- about uh, budget advice or all so those sorts of... i sort of heard of it, but oh, I, okay. I didn't really know what it was or... And I saw a job advert and I was looking for work at the time. Mm. Um, desire to help people. I really enjoy seeing positive change in people. Yep. And, you're, and you're ideally positioned for that because if you're giving t- people the tools to change things. Yeah, so it's and just um, people that are empowered to manage for themselves. Yeah. All, all that's really cool. Yeah, it's all for the good, isn't it? Um, we can't help everybody. And you do have your disappointments or people that think it's too hard. I, yeah. I, I can't do that. Or um, maybe it's scary having someone else look at... Yeah, looking at your finances. Looking at your finances. Because we're very much of that... We're quite private, aren't we? Yeah, we don't, yeah, <coughs> don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't, we never talked about money in our family. It's yeah. quite, And we don't. I still don't with my parents. No. It's, no. it's not done. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's quite interesting because I have I, I have a very different relationship with my child around money. Yeah, which is good. But it's it's a hard learned. You know, the lessons, lessons you learn from money it used to be you go off and make your mistakes, and then you figure out how you get on from it. Not there's, there's always some of that. Well, it's life, isn't it? So you yeah, have to get you through learn it somehow. From mistakes, and people do make mistakes, and uh, when when you not feeling in control and you are stressed, mm. you make poor decisions, decisions yeah. and choices. We talked Absolutely. a bit about that before. Um, and we're not here to judge. We understand that. Yeah. That's quite a normal thing. <laughs> well, I think um, spending money is, is quite a, a common response to things going wrong. When, when you don't feel good about yourself yeah. and you want or to cheer you, yourself up. Yeah, or if, uh, yep. Yeah. What do they say? Retail therapy. Retail therapy. It's really, it's really not. <laughs> um, I've grown out of retail therapy now. Well, it actually. can be. It just depends whether it's within your budget. <laughs> yeah, within your budget, and you know, like I personally have some rules. Do we need it? Yep. Are we going to need it tomorrow? Do we actually need it? You know, do, I want it, but do I need it? You're not looking for a job, are you? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you just got a new member? Yeah. Yeah, you uh, have. So, do you have a favourite? Do you have a budgeting tool that you use with clients, or do you just it's yeah. individual? So, um, so obviously we use what's called a budget worksheet. Right. Yep. I wouldn't say that's my favourite. That's quite boring, actually. Most few people find it boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what happens with a budget worksheet is it's not actually very realistic. So you're listing all your oh, income. Right. All your expenses, whether they're weekly, monthly, yearly, yeah. three monthly, oh, God. and then you're converting it all into weekly, and that gives you a final number, which is either positive or negative, right. which says, yes, you do have enough income to cover your expenses, or mm-hmm. no, you don't. But it's not actually very realistic, so... My favourite tool is something called a cash flow. So 
a cash flow is basically a projection over a period of time, mm-hmm. ideally 12 months. Yep. So basically you're looking forward from now, forward 12 months. So now's a great time to do a cash flow for Christmas next year. Yeah. So you can actually put Christmas into your cash flow when it happens. And what a cash flow does is it breaks the year down into um, weeks. So you have 52 columns, and then it has your income and your expenses for every week all the way through the year. Wow, that's a lot of work. So it is a bit of work, but we have computers that can help us create all that wow. stuff. Oh, that's and then you know, oh, that's and pretty we can cool. Create them for clients, so yep. the clients don't need to do anything. All they need to tell us is what happens and when. Yep. Oh, how, okay. How much it costs, and then we can create a cash flow. And it gives them an idea of where their hotspots through the year are. Yeah. Which are things like Christmas, school holidays, back mm. to school. Um, it might be, say you pay your insurance annually. So it might be insurance. Insurance for the year's due. Or your rates uh, are due. Yeah. Or things like that. So those hotspots. And then we can work out ways to manage those hotspots. So, <laughs> so it's a called a cash flow it's rather hard to describe on the radio but <laughs> but so that <laughs> but it's more realistic representation of what actually happens yeah with someone's money and for some people that must be quite um quite positive can be positive and very useful and it's also completely over some people's head so right, okay. we would only use it if it's appropriate yeah depends on the client so you ta- you tailor it for each individual client absolutely We have some appointments, some clients, and we don't even do anything with numbers. It can just be listening, understanding, and pointing them in the right direction. Pointing them in the right direction. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's just if you give them an idea that they can, and it's up to them to whether they run with it and do it. A big, or not a big, but. Definitely a part of what we do is called a financial plan of action as well. Yeah. So that's actually looking at um, what your goals are, Yeah. what's actually happening now, mm-hmm. what options you've got, and how are you, what's a way forward to achieve your goals. And that's not something that's set by us, that's set by the client. Right. We help them develop their own financial plan of action. Yeah. Something they can take home and put on the fridge or put on the wall in their flat. So it's a goal. Yeah. Goal going forward. It's a reminder of what my goals are, how I'm going to get there. Nice. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. So, Andrew, we've talked again a a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for coming along and being our radio star on MS Momentum, the radio show for people living with MS and their support people. I would please like you to just quickly give us your phone number. Yes. Again, uh, so people can contact you. So they can get hold of us on 03-471-6158, extension 0. They can contact us through our website, budgetingdunedin.co.nz, or they're very welcome to come and see us at Dunedin Community House. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Andrew. The Otago Multiple Sclerosis Society 
aims to empower people with multiple sclerosis and their families by providing them with information and skills to participate actively in the community in ways that are meaningful to them. MSOtago.org.nz or give us a call toll free on on 0508 MS Otago. That's 0508 6768 246. Otago Model Crisis Society working for the people of Otago. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.